0: Morning everybody, hello, welcome to Crete St. Michael Baptist Church, Pentecost Sunday 2015. Um, For those of you who are guests, my name is Ewan Huffman, I'm one of the pastors here. We have a testimony for you this morning, and we want to give a lot of glory and praise to God. Um, The testimony is going to be that of Mike Nevin, who is sitting here before me, but it's kind of important to paint a picture of how Mike was before you see him as he is so you know how far he's come so this is how mike was before the 3rd of may 2015 because he has been so ill mike's only been able to be wheeled here to church two at the most three times i think in the two and a half years that i've been here i think that's a right estimate you'll hear his testimony from his own lips in a moment but Um, You know that everything needs to be established by some witnesses, doesn't it? Every matter needs to be established by two or three witnesses. And really only those of us who have visited him these last few years, and Mary's wife, of course, can truly describe how Mike has been. And even fewer have visited this last 16 months when he's been so ill he could barely take visitors. Mike has had chronic fatigue syndrome. He's had regular blackouts under any exertion. Ian will tell us more about this in a moment. He's had damage to his nerves, so he's lost sense of feeling. I think Mike will say something about that, caused by untreated, very serious, they call it pernicious anemia, and has had some form of suspected brain damage that had disconnected him from reality and from people for over a year. That is the scenario that Mike was in. So it's important that you hear it without exaggeration from someone's lips, and that's going to happen in a moment. But before then I'm aware of the many here who are chronically ill or have been trying to find hope for a long-term issue or a person something you've been hanging out for a long time and how you could feel hearing Mike's testimony this morning so before you hear his testimony just remember his testimony does not mean god has forgotten you his testimony means god remembers for a long long time let Mike's story be an encouragement to you that God does love you and is active and what's happened to Mike is a sign of that in the Bible these are described as signs that make us wonder this is a sign of how much God loves you secondly we are all humbled by this and reminded of how little we understand and how huge God is It's a bit like Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways and they are not our ways. Who would have guessed that the 3rd of May this year was Mike Nevin's day. It was just a normal day and we just came to worship in the normal way, that's the right thing. There is a large degree of mystery and submission in the Christian faith and we bow to that today. But remember, Mike's day came, your day may be coming. And there is a day that all creation longs for when Jesus will come or will call. Your day may be on the way and you may be unaware of it. Thirdly, you need to know Mike and Mary believed in and trusted in the goodness of God when the only evidence was Jesus on the cross, nothing else. May you similarly be assured of God's love shown you in his son. May that be sufficient while you patiently Believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27 verse 13. But Jesus' name has power and authority, and today we must simply celebrate it. And celebrate on Mike and Mary's behalf. It is their party. We are all invited. We're going to have a good time, however you feel about it. And all glory to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May you have your own party too so that we can celebrate with you someday. I'm going to interview Ian Kelland. Ian is our treasurer, which means he's a really sound man. Come on up, Ian. He's been a leader here for many years. He's part of on our leadership, and I just want to ask you, Ian, to, to paint the picture of what Mike was like when you visited him, because you visited quite regularly. This should work if you keep it fairly close to your...
1: Okay, I, I visited Mike. I've tried to work for how many years, and I can't remember. Uh, when I first visited he was sat in a chair in the lounge... But the rules were you had to phone first because you might not be well enough, and you couldn't stay for more than 25 minutes, half an hour at most, although Mike didn't understand that, because he would run out of energy. And if you've got that kind of illness, my daughter had ME once, and if you, if you don't keep some energy in reserve, you're in trouble. Mike, uh, the snag with Mike is he likes to chat and chat. And so sometimes he'd walk away when he was still okay, but frequently. I'd be talking to Mike and the light would go out. And he'd just keel over. Latterly, the last three years, I think it is, I've visited Mike he's been in bed. He's he's just lazy like that. (laughs) But he's in a bed with sides because I knew that he could at any minute just crash. And his system would shut down and if he didn't have the sides on the bed, he'd end up on the floor. And I'm not picking him up. If you see Mike in a minute, you'll know why he's got a similar shape to me and, and clearly Mary, Mary couldn't but I, I don't think I've seen Mike sat up now for about three years me not. hardly, maybe once or twice um, and when I saw him stood I just couldn't believe it it was as if it was somebody else and when on the video we were saying it said give us a twirl I thought it's a strange thing to ask a bloke to do really give us a twirl, it's just not what we do uh, but to see Mike turn around and not fall over was amazing. It's not the Mike that I knew, but the Mike that I knew was bedridden. I was running out of energy faster and it was getting worse all the time. So it's hugely privileged now to see him sat up.
0: Brilliant, Ian. Thank you very much, my friend. Come on up, Mike Nevin. Please, would you give this man and his dear wife a round of applause? Is this work? Steve, is this okay?
2: <laughs> right, the microphone's yours. Off you go. Thank you. Gosh, I feel nervous doing this. I haven't stood in front of a church for more than six years, and I feel so nervous. So bear with me. I mean, I'm, I'm trusting that God will speak through me because there's no point you hearing from me. But as Ian was saying, then what I had before was a series of illnesses that limited me to bed. Now, when we said to somebody, "What does it mean to be bedridden?" They were thinking that, you know, you go to bed at night, don't you? And, uh, you know, you go to sleep, and uh, then you get up in the morning. And and I think they pictured that being bedridden meant actually just lying in bed and, um, you know, sleeping a bit. What they hadn't realised was that I had a a series of carers who came in every day who were doing everything for me. I mean, I got – people were washing and dressing me and shaving me, and so I couldn't do anything. It wasn't just that I was in bed, you know, having a a bit of a kick – I just wasn't able to function I certainly couldn't have stood up like this Um, When I did stand up, I had to hang on to things and get to where I was going very quickly because I would just collapse without warning and uh, injured myself quite a few times doing that and the conditions were ME or CFS as it's called now pernicious anemia as uh, Ewan said um, and also the, the pernicious anemia is what led to the nerve damage that's where that came from and migraines, now migraines aren't headaches by the way, I don't know if you've had um, headaches, but you know, migraines are not headaches, because sometimes you say to people, and I suffer from migraines, oh well yeah, <laughs> get those as well, you know. I get lots of headaches from different things, but actually migraines totally debilitate you. They stop you from functioning. If you have a migraine, you're basically put out of action for a few hours or a day, and I was having an almost constant migraine. You know, one was coming as the other was going, and it was coming and it was going. It's like a, a wave of migraines, a continuous one. So migraines were a serious part of what I was suffering from, and chest pains that were so bad, they kept thinking I was actually having a heart attack. And the number of times I've been scooted in and out of A&E for them to check out and find There's nothing wrong with my heart at all, and be told that actually my heart is very healthy... But actually it felt all the right symptoms of a heart attack, crushing chest pain, radiating up into my neck, down my arm, really, really severe chest pain. So if I touched myself like that, or well, hopefully nobody else did that, but if anybody did that, even as light as that, it felt like somebody was hitting me with a hammer. That's what it felt like. And the pain, both in my chest and my head, they were probably, I would say, the worst things that I was suffering from. But the collapses were what kept me in bed. So although I was suffering from pain for a long time, and the condition was diagnosed in 1994, but it's been very up and down since then, only down in the last six years, then actually the thing that kept me in bed was the fact that I would just collapse whenever I tried to get up or do something. And it was those collapses that were quite shocking. Now, what happened on the 3rd of May was... Uh, I mean, I think God is so good. Don't you think God is good? He knows us, doesn't he? He knows who we are. He knows the kind of people we are. And he knows that for me... For years, since 1994 when I first had this condition, I used to go to every healing meeting there was. I was prayed for by Adrian Plass, J. John. Uh, I've been prayed for by Sandy. Is it Sandy Miller, the guy from uh, uh, Holy County, Brompton? So I've been prayed for by all these people. I had great faith that they had the faith to see me healed. In fact, when we were at, I think it was Spring Harvest, and Adrian Plass prayed for me, he had a word for people with ME or CFS. And I thought, this is it. This is when I'm going to be healed but all of those times that wasn't when God chose to change me and so I got a bit prayer weary and I don't know if you've been there, perhaps you're there now but being prayer weary I feel is where you've been prayed for so many times for a condition that you almost give up that it's going to ever change it's not that I doubted God could heal I absolutely knew that, seen that with my own eyes many times but I just got weary with asking And so when God chose to heal me on the 3rd of May, he knew that, he knows me, he knew that I wasn't about to go to some big healing meeting or something, and so he did it in a very low-key way. What he did, he spoke to Mary at an evening meeting here, and then she got a word from God of what she should pray for me. She came back, I was in bed, obviously, um, watching telly, waiting to continue watching telly with Mary, so I was a little bit impatient, to be honest, and Mary said that she's got... Um, a prayer that God had given her to pray for my healing. And and I thought, okay, let's get it over with, is how I was really thinking. You know, because I didn't really have faith that that was going to be the moment. And so Mary prayed a very simple prayer. She prayed, get up, young man, from your bed. Young man, you notice that? Young man. God knows. God knows. You can't be wrong. Um, So... Get up, young man, from your bed and walk. That's what he said, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's all she prayed, as simple as that. And we didn't think anything of it. Nothing happened. (laughs) I mean, obviously something did happen, but we didn't know it. I didn't get warm. I didn't hear a a choir of angels. I didn't um, have a sparkle of light. There was no gold coming down from the ceiling. There was nothing different in that prayer to anything else. It was really ordinary, really natural It was not something that made me jump up and think, yeah, God has touched me. So we watched telly. And then the next morning, I got up and Mary was going to cut my hair, because she she does this wonderful job if you want to queue up and get it done. Um, So Mary was going to cut my hair, and she had to do it really quickly in the past, because I would just collapse if I was sat up for too long. And I I had to hold on to things even to sit up. And so she would do it really quickly. What we noticed was that actually I was I was spinning around and I was singing and I was set upright and you know it was not like a normal haircut. But we didn't think anything of it. We just thought, well, that's a good day then, isn't it? You know. And then it came to lunchtime, and we actually went outside as we always do when it's nice weather. In my wheelchair, I've got a wheelchair that reclines right the way back like a bed, and we went out into the in the garden, had lunch outside. That was amazing. I hadn't collapsed up to that point. I nearly always did. And then, we, after we'd had lunch, I thought, need an afternoon sleep, as I normally would. I lay back in the chair and I thought, I don't feel tired. I don't, my muscles aren't weak. They, they've got strength that they don't normally have. And I couldn't understand why that was. And as I lay there, I remembered the prayer that God had given to Mary. And I thought, I wonder if. I wonder if. But then, the trouble is, I was thinking to myself, If I have been healed, just think how complicated that's going to be. I'm 53. See, God knows that's young. I'm 53, and yet somehow, if I'm healed now, what am I going to say if I I go back to try and get work again? Am I going to say previous position horizontal? I mean, it's it's not going to look very good, is it? I mean, it's going to be a bit difficult getting work. And I was thinking, you know, there's all these changes. You're about to move somewhere. You know, actually, and then I thought to myself wait a minute, I'm coming up with all these things that are to do with my plans, my direction, what I'm fearful of, and God has healed me. Why am I afraid? Why am I afraid? And so I thought, no, not my plans, Lord, but your plans. And I trusted in him, and I sat upright, bolt upright, and Mary was just opposite me, and she, she looked at me, and she thought something shocking had happened. Well, of course it had. Something shocking had happened. But she thought it might be something bad, because I just sort of sat up and I looked really surprised. And then... Once I sat upright, I said to Mary about the fact, I think I've been healed. I think, you know, that prayer last night, I think God healed me. And she said, well, let's test it. God said, get up from your bed, young man, and walk. Let's get up and do it. And so from that point, I found I've got increasing strength to be able to do more. I've not had a collapse in the last three weeks. Now, that's unheard of. I mean, in the last six years, I've had two or three collapses minimum per day where basically my body just basically cannot keep functioning. It, just, it basically just cuts out. It's not a blackout, I'm still aware, but it just blacks out. And it's, they've stopped. They've gone. And I've had no pain either. And that's amazing. You know, no pain, no collapses. And then the most important thing, I think, perhaps to us as a family, is I suddenly felt I could connect again with Mary and with the children. Because I have been very switched off. It might, something did happen to my brain that switched me off totally and I was unable to really know who people were everybody was the same to me and suddenly that changed and I knew who Mary was again I knew who our children were again and suddenly they meant something to me and it was, that was a shocking thing and that's remained the same so God had done this amazing miraculous act of transforming me and one thing occurred to me or occurs to me should I say about this is all those years when I prayed and when I was prayed for and when I was getting weary it occurs to me that for a lot of people here you could be in that position you could be there you could be maybe you've been prayed for for something for a long long time and you've just desperately wanted God to hear you just, I can remember all the meetings I sat in waiting for a particular word that was going to say you're going to be healed today and it never came apart from that Adrian Plass one, and that never came it made me feel a bit better but I wasn't healed at that moment and so sitting, waiting for God to answer your prayers can be very, very difficult. It can, be, it can bring you to a point where your hope almost feels crushed. And if that's you, if you're at that place of feeling that, you know, if only God would speak to me, you know, I've prayed about this or that or the other for years, whether it's for yourself or for someone else, and he's never, ever done anything about it. If you feel that, I'm not saying it's true, but if you feel that, then actually, I believe that God does hear your prayers and he is going to answer them. And as Ewan said, it may not be today. It may be that he's got another time for you. It was a third of May for me, but it could be any time for you. But I do believe you don't have to sit back waiting for God to specifically say you. He's saying you now. And if you want to respond to God's healing, I believe you have to respond to that now. And you just need to be open to that now. Don't feel that God doesn't listen to your prayers. Don't feel he won't change you. We believe in a big God, don't we? We believe in an amazing God who is able to do incredible things. I still can't believe that I can stand up like this. I mean, I find it a shock. You know, let alone that people who have seen me over the years and uh, they can't believe it. You can imagine my carer's faces. So I think we need to pray for you if you want God to touch you. That's what I feel very passionately in my heart, because we believe in a God who can do it. We believe in a God who can change things.
0: If you think this is something weird that's happening today, you haven't read the same Bible as me. You might have been to church for 60 or 70 years. Speed read the Gospels and tell me that healing is not a normal part of the Christian life. We did not get this from somebody weird. This is not something that came from America, right? Sorry, my father's an American. so uh, There's no insult there. This is mainline, mainstream stuff in the Christian faith, and historically it always has been. It's only in Britain and the cynical West where this stuff is not happening all the time. Other parts of the world have it all the time. But in our days, in the last six years, it is happening in Britain and it's happening on our streets. And this is a sign that makes us wonder. Um, So this is mainstream stuff, okay? And uh, we're not saying we've got it all nailed down. It just makes us really, really humble. Um, Mike, I need to ask you about the pernicious anemia-caused nerve damage. Does that mean that you can't feel certain things? What's changed there?
2: Well, what it meant was that I lost feeling in large parts of my body. I couldn't really feel the bottom of my feet or my hands or extremities, basically. Um, But the last week or so... I actually got back feeling in my feet, the base of my feet. <coughs> so that sort of continued on. And it made me ticklish again. So I'm not sure that I'm all that grateful about that bit. No, I am actually grateful about that bit. <laughs> right, t- yes, yeah, maybe ticklish again, having um, the, uh, the fact that I can feel my, my feet. So uh, it was just as well, when I was being cared for and washed, that I didn't have ticklish feet, is all I can say. Because I would have been squirming all over the bed when I was having my feet washed so that 's come back it 's worked its way up as well i 've actually got feeling in, so there were some areas on my legs that didn 't have feeling and that 's come back. Um, but at the moment then there 's a still limited feeling in my hands that hasn 't fully come back yet. but I think what seems to be happening is God did a miracle of transforming things instantly, and then other things seem to be ongoing, and they seem to be changing, like my strength and the feeling.
0: Say a bit about that. So, Mm. it's an issue, isn't it? How Mm. far can you walk? How are you dealing with the fact that your muscles haven't exercised for three years? Mm. How are you being wise and yet faithful about this?
2: Yeah. Well, we've got um, we chatted with a couple of people who are more expert on these things, and they said that having not used my muscles for three years, they would be just a tiny bit weak. They were they were very flabby, my muscles, and they didn't have a lot of muscle tone to them. Um, so when I first stood up, I found I could walk around the house and I could walk around the garden. Um, but really, I very quickly found my legs were hurting, and my you know because they hadn't been used. But again, with time, what's happening is they're building up. And that's what's different between what's happened now and having ME. If you've got ME, it's the um, fatigability of muscles that's one of the main things they look at. In other words, when you repeatedly do something, instead of your muscle getting stronger, it gets weaker or it causes more problems. My muscles are getting stronger. I actually have actually got some solid muscle on my, uh, the base of my legs now. I can sort of feel some muscle there, which I haven't felt for a long time. So... Something is happening to my muscles. I'm strengthening. As yet, the furthest I've walked is from our house to the church this morning. Um, and we tried it last night to make sure I could make it. But we did bring the wheelchair. We brought the wheelchair just in case I couldn't make it, because that's the furthest I've walked in, well, years, not even six years. I think that's the furthest I've walked in probably ten years or something like that. Um, so that is, was a feat for me to, to overcome, and it's building up, but I am being wise, I, that, I am being that wise slowly. so
0: wise, so, yeah. so in other words, you, you walk out yeah. with the, well it's the push chair isn't it basically, now, rather than the powered <laughs> push chair for the, children. The, yeah, see, the, the, that, the pan pushing
2: wheelchair. You don't yeah. take
0: the powered one, you take the yeah. the wheelchair, and yeah. then if you run out of gas you get in that, and you get yeah. Mary to crack, you crack I the whip Yeah, yeah,
2: because <laughs> you can <laughs> see that Mary's built for pushing me around, you know, you can see <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mention that just because if you see Mike
2: yeah. in his wheelchair in the yeah. village,
0: you just, we're just being wise and that's the yeah. way things function. But you haven't used your powered wheelchair, which is quite a Gran Turismo version, isn't it? You haven't yeah. used that for ages.
2: Well, we did use it to go to um, Dawlish, purely because I didn't want Mary having to push me up great slopes and things. Uh, and because I knew the, the distance from the, well, to the plane, train platform and from the train station to Mary's parents' house is much further than from our house to here. And as at that point, this is a week or so ago, uh, I hadn't walked more than around the house and the garden. Didn't seem very sensible to have nothing mm-hmm. as a yeah. backup, and I didn't want Mary having to push me up s- slopes. So we used it for that reason. But it no longer has the sides on it, and I didn't have it reclined. And I not I used to have arm things on it, that like cups, for my arms to be supported in. Uh, They've been taken off. So we used it purely as a, like a you know a, a car, really, <laughs> a means of getting somewhere. You know.
0: And I guess in time. Doctors will verify what's gone on here. We honour and submit mm. to doctors. Of course, it is complications for you because you were due to move to a place in Painton that would give you special care yeah. around you. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. inconvenient? One miracle could <laughs> really mess up your yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's yes. something we're just praying about, that you'll have yeah. wisdom there because you yeah. know the process had started and we'd actually come around and cleared out, people had cleared out mm. some bits from your house and so mm. on. Gosh, isn't that bizarre the way yeah. God
2: works? Timing yeah you see, if I was God, I 'd have done things in a different order, but just as well that i 'm not because I would get things wrong, wouldn 't I? You know I mean we, we have our own timing schedules, but God has his own and it 's perfect, yeah. so even you know, it doesn't make sense yeah. because we might still move to that uh, property because we can live it, although it 's an extra care property, and the reason we were able to go there was because I needed twenty four seven care basically um, you can still live there when you're over a certain age, um, then you can still live in you know it 's used as retirement properties as well. Um, and so we might still go ahead with it because it's so far down the line and then see where God leads us next we don't know we're mm. making that decision tonight so <laughs> okay
0: okay yeah. um, what was in my brain cell on this okay so a few things about healing if you pray for more people more people will get healed mm. uh, it's a statistical thing isn't it so it's right for us to be praying for mm. the sick the other thing that I've learned is words of knowledge are good because they increase people's faith I I do take them seriously Mm. and I have seen people singled out by name but I actually think it's a Mm. blanket command Mm. to all Christians to go and pray for the sick and heal the sick in Jesus' name. You don't need a word of knowledge. Mm. The other thing that I found is, so what that means is you can stop dithering when you pray. Oh, I wonder if it's the Lord's will. I wonder if it's the Lord's will for this person to be better. Just pray that they'll be better in Jesus' name. And the other thing that we've learned is that um, in the past, if somebody was healed 20%, I'd go, Oh, we've got one! <laughs> Because I hadn't seen any... I, I lived for 15 years with virtually not seeing a single miracle as a pastor. So if you get 20%, I mean, quick, sign it off before it goes away. I'm of the opinion now, if I see a 20% improvement, I'm going for gold and I'm praying for 100%. And even Jesus did that. He prayed for a man who could see partially. saw like trees walking around. He prayed for him and he was healed totally. So I think it's a good time for us to pray for your sensation to come from... The, all the way up. All the way up. And for this to be sustained. And we carry, we cover you with prayer now. And we ask that this will release something marvellous amongst Mm -hmm. us, the ministry of Jesus amongst Mm -hmm. us. So, Mm -hmm. Mike, we bless you, brother, you and Mary, for your huge Mm -hmm. faithfulness and perseverance and endurance. Mm -hmm. And we love you, and we love love the way you love Jesus, and the two of you have kept so cheery in what has been a hellish situation. Mm -hmm. We're so thrilled that the evil one has been just defeated totally Mm -hmm. on this. And we pray now, in Jesus' name, for full healing for your body, mind and spirit. We command healing and sensation to come to all the nerve ends that have Mm. been damaged. We command them to be recreated now in Jesus' name. Mm. Nerve endings, behave yourself, regenerate and get better. Mm. And of the increase of God's government and peace, may there be no Mm. end in your life, Mike. Mm. And we pray that this testimony will release so Mm. much healing amongst us. We have prayed since I've been here. We've prayed that God would give us the key mm. to exhaustive illnesses of which there are mm. so many of mm. our friends in this area. Lord, thank you that Jesus has the keys yeah. and he hands us to us to them to us. He says, go and pray with authority. Mm. Let us see all kinds of lovely things mm. happen now. And may there be glory to you, Father, mm. Son and Holy Spirit. And we give mm. you praise, Lord mm. Jesus. And we bless you, Mike and Mary, in his name now. Mm. Amen. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.